for joining Time Out with PSOA, where sports officials share their stories to help recruit, train, educate not only sports officials, but players, coaches, administrators, and fans. Through this information, we're going to help make us all better for the game. Thank you for joining Time Out with PSOA. Today we're going to be talking about it takes two people to argue. Sports officials do not be one of those in part of the argument. And with that being said, we'd like to thank all of our previous listeners and new listeners um, outside of this podcast. Make sure you visit our YouTube channel, Time Out with PSOA, um, as we are adding video meetings that we completed for football, and we will be adding uh, future plays throughout the season of fall sports, softball and football. But now let's get back to our main topic today. It takes two to argue. Sports officials don't be one of those two. Um, Our main topics is how to listen, understanding our own triggers and managing ourselves. how to respond in tough conversations, um, types of personalities we're going to uh, be working with on the sidelines and in and off the fields. And then we'll have a little funny section at the very end of things that were said in sports games previously and what we should and should not say. So let's get to the main, main topic. All right. We're not going to be part of the argument but we are going to have conversations with administrators, with coaches, with players, every once in a while, some, sometimes spectators. Um, so the first step of not being one of the two to argue is learning how to listen, learning what to listen to, and understanding our own triggers. Um, what we find is when arguments actually do happen, it's we are sending signals ourselves as sports officials that escalates instead of de-escalates those we are having um, conversations with. Um, so how to listen and who to listen to. So when it comes to spectators, if spectators get you upset and that's a trigger for you, it, it gets you frustrated, um, change your mindset to understanding that the fans are biased. They are going to react because they always want a game to go one way and have that mindset of humor, of funny, of it's amusing to hear what they say Um, because most of it is we're wrong, we're wrong, we're wrong. You don't know what you're doing. Um, So change that mindset. Instead of it's a personal attack, on you as a person, but you want to, that's actually kind of funny what they said. Um, With that being said, if you get continual comments, continual feedback, um, one example is blue, that strike zone's too small, or a basketball official, we don't have to call every single touch foul. If it's continual, From one game to the next game, self-evaluate. Process what some of those fans and spectators are giving you. Um, But in the end, we're not going to take into heart 
um, very much what fans and spectators are giving us, um, especially when it's amusing, humorous, you know, enjoy it. Um, The next one is players, right? We have to learn when we're listening to players, are they a complainer or are they a legitimate player giving us information? Um, So that's the first thing we must do is, all right, is this player a complainer and they're just trying to get get our attention and get the next call for them? Or do they have a legitimate statement, question, comment to us? Um, If we consider it legit, we should listen, be genuine, give them your eye contact, give them your time. And if they're asking a, a specific question of, can you watch number 58 holding me? Can you watch number 22 when they're running up the basketball court? They're, they're just trying to get me upset. That's legitimate. Let them know you're going to be watching it, looking for it, and then touch base with them again um, later in the game. If they're just a regular complainer, don't ignore it, but say, son, player, I'll be watching it. I understand your concern. If we see something big, we're going to call something big. Uh, next one, one we're not going to talk a lot about in this podcast, but we will talk about it in future podcasts, but your partners. Um, we don't, as sports officials, listen to each other as much as we should. Um, and whether it's other partners are afraid to give the feedback because they don't want to attack the sports official or the sports official that actually wants the feedback, they're not asking for it. So if you're not asking for it, there's nothing to listen to. Um, So sports officials out there, understand we are a team. And if you take a look at sport teams, they play the game. The next day they practice, they improve, they communicate with each other, share film. We should be able to create a a safe environment amongst sports officials, amongst our community. When we work a game, yes, we are there to keep the game fair. We are there to keep the game safe. Um, We're there to communicate what the players do. But don't forget to communicate with each other, Um, especially new officials. When you're working with a veteran, start that game off with, if you have anything for me, please give it to me. Or if you're working with another new official, ask them, hey, if I'm doing something kind of funky, let me know. If you're doing something kind of funky, can I let you know? You communicate, you share the information, and then you decide if you want to use it or lose it. Um, again, it's a conversation. You, you, you're not arguing with your partners. You're just opening the environment to, if we see something that could help us be better for our next sporting event, please share it with us. Um, the last group is coaches. This is what we see the most on social media, on television, is coaches and sports officials arguing. Again, the whole point of this podcast is not to be one of those arguing. Um, so we have to, number one, if it's an assistant coach trying to get our attention, um, and it's in an unsporting way. You just got to remind that assistant coach, 
any concerns, please go through your head coach, and I'm going to have that conversation with the head coach. If it's a true question, no arguing whatsoever, assistant coach comes up to you, go ahead, answer that question. Um, one day that assistant coach will be a head coach, so don't forget about that. But no arguing with assistant coach, remind them. It's going to go to the head coach, and we are going to listen um, to the head coach. The next one um, is understanding is that head coach – doing spontaneous outbursts, so picking and choosing when um, he's bringing stuff to our attention, or is it a continual? And then depending on if it's a continual versus spontaneous will dictate how much we're going to listen to that coach, when we're going to listen to that head coach, and when we're going to respond. So now we know who we're going to listen to, how much we're going to listen to them, um, we're going to talk about triggers. And when we say triggers, there's actually a lot of body language that we do as sports officials that will upset another person. Um, so it could be, we just don't want to be there that day. Um, so if you're working a game because an assigner begged you well in advance to work the game, don't accept the assignment. If the assigner calls you that afternoon, hey, can you work a 6 o'clock game tonight, and you are helping out the assigner, you know, hopefully you say yes because you're feeling good to help out, not only that assigner, uh, but those teams playing. But if there's truly an assignment that you have two, three, four, five weeks in advance, and it's just going to put stress on work, stress on family, um, you've been there to, before, you haven't had a good experience, communicate with that assigner your concerns to avoid that trigger of you're frustrated of being at that game, at that site, on that date. Um, because if we enjoy the places we're going, the games we're working, we don't have that negative energy around us. Uh, people will pick up if you don't want to be there. So trigger number one, location. If you don't want to be there and there's a lot of time to find somebody else who wants to be there, communicate that. Um, with your assigner and supervisor. Second one is who you are working with and working for. There are certain uh, sports officials that we like to work with. Once again, let those who are giving you the assignments know who you enjoy working with. I, I, I will say myself, it is a lot easier to drive eight hours in a car with four sports officials I enjoy spending time with than it is spending eight hours in a car or even one hour in a car with a sports official I prefer not to work with. You, you have to be able to communicate that to your assigner because what we do leading up to the game, including travel, communicating and having those conversations with our partners um, will help us, again, want to be there, invest to be there, and, and enjoy the experience. Uh, so another trigger is who we are working with. Find people you enjoy working with. A little caveat to that. Don't only work with people you enjoy working with, though. You'd be surprised. As you start working with other officials, you might enjoy working with more. Um, you have to experience as many different partners as possible. But note the ones that you don't enjoy working with. Share it with the supervisor and why. One more trigger to avoid. Um, to end the negative energy. Um, another one would be um, you're upset 
at a previous experience with a team, with a coach, with a player. Um, Our eyes are very powerful. And when you look at a brand new car that you really, really like, we could see it in your eyes. All right. So if you had a bad experience with a coach, if you had a bad experience with a, with a player, you know, literally get past it. When you see that player, when you see that coach, show them and uh, express to them, glad to be here today, coach. That's in the past. So don't let a previous experience with a player, with a coach, be a trigger before the game even starts. Uh, be genuine. We had this experience. We're going to move on. We're going to have a positive experience today. Um, we have to deal with these triggers. We sort of gave the example of communicating with supervisors where, when you will enjoy to work. And it might not always be one, one minute away from your house, but you need to communicate that. Uh, who you work with, communicate that. And then every single game is a new game. Um, everybody we come in contact with usually has other things going on in, in their life off the field. Somebody could have had a bad day. New game, new day, make that first interaction be a positive interaction. Um, and avoiding those negative triggers that we send off if we're not aware of them um, can prevent an argument, uh, can prevent us being in that argument. So now that we know who we're listening to, what we're listening for, now we got to figure out how do we respond to situations. Um, Number one, it is never, I need to win as a sports official, you need to lose as a fan, player, coach, or partner. We want to be able to create an environment of sharing the facts. So if there is a, a play... A coach does not like your judgment. Coach, in my judgment, number 78 made an abrupt movement, which simulated the snap. And that's it. It, it, Give them all the information. Um, It's never going to be, I need to win as a sports official. You need to lose as a veteran official, as a coach, as a player. Just give your information and let them take it or let them not take it. Um, Let them have the last word once you give them that information. Another one that comes up is when responding, only respond to the current situation, current issue. Um, It's not what happened last year. It's not what happened last week. It's not um, what happened in the first quarter. It's this is what happened on this play currently in the game. Um, don't get caught up into a long response conversation. Keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it to the point. Because um, when it comes to arguing, people want to keep on talking until we say something incorrectly. So the less we say, the less people could take as us arguing or continuing to argue. So to avoid the argument, Keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it to the current issue and situation. Handle the situation as soon as you can. Um, And this goes back to any relationship we have. 
If there's something that is bothering a person and they keep it in, keep it in, keep it in, they're typically going to explode. Um, so if you feel there's a buildup of frustration from a player, from a coach, from a partner, go to that person and ask them, is everything all right? Um, I'll use a player example to begin with. We could see when a player gets frustrated. If we don't relax that player, either via a teammate, a coach, or ourself, that frustration is going to turn into violence. So when we see frustration, go up to that player. Hey, is everything okay? And that player will then give you information. And now we respond to it. We handled it as soon as we can, as soon as we saw that frustration. Um, We hear the coach start getting aggravated with their team on the sideline. That's usually if the team's not performing well, the coach is going to take it on the team first. Well, then when they don't respond, they're going to go to that next target, the sports official. So go up to that coach. Hey, coach, is everything okay? Are you seeing anything we're not seeing? Um, Feel free to ask me a question. Again, we saw the frustration. We handled it as quickly as we can. And then the last example is a coach could be frustrated because they don't have the information. If you don't have the information, get the information. Um, So baseball, softball, we have a pulled foot swipe tag. If you're the calling umpire, call time, get the coach back to the dugout or coach's box, get the crew together, share the information, and if need be, get that information back to the coach. Coach, the call was this because of this. Coach, my partner saw the same thing as I did. The foot was on the bag. Uh, Basketball, when we talk about um, it's not my call, coach, I can't call that. Don't say that to a coach. Hey, coach, I wasn't looking there at that moment. Um, My partner had a really good look at it. Next time my partner's right next to you, ask them the question. Or I could ask that my partner next time out and get you the information. Once again, I I can't get the information right away. I see the frustration, but I'm going to handle it as soon as I can. I'm going to recognize I need to handle the situation. Um, And then football. The the great thing about football, especially in the high school and college level, is we have what we call O2O, official to official communication. So we have a walkie-talkie on our side. We have an earpiece in our ear. We really don't see very much on the football field. We we really have to focus on our keys, on our zone. Um, So there's a big football field. We have very little information. A coach wants to know why a pass interference was not or was called on the other side of the field. I have no idea. I could get on my um, O2O communication system and say, hey, Jeff, why was there no offensive pass interference there? Hey, Sean, they made a bona fide effort to catch the ball. Now we could get that information to the coach. And whether the coach agrees with it or not, we handled it quickly. We gave them the information quickly. They will respect they have the information. So handle it as soon as you can. If those first three things don't work, and not every single time they do, sometimes our response is rule book. You know, if you go back to our earlier podcast and styles of officiating, the purpose of rules is because we have something to fall back on to keep the game safe and fair. 
And so if the conversation does not de-escalate and the coach player is going to continue to argue, now we have to go to the rule. This is where officials have to have thick skin. We're not going to take on a lot of abuse. We tried. But we are now going to enforce a rule as calmly and fairly as unemotional as we possibly can. So as coaches escalate, we need to warn. We may need to enforce. And if the coaches and players um, continue the behavior, they're going to wind up ejecting themselves. Uh, So some examples. In basketball, we, we have a stop sign. So it is a very viewable cue to a coach or to a player. I heard you. I gave you information. Please stop. All right. So again, that is that conversation needs to end so we could continue doing what our what we're doing. If that doesn't work, we have the technical foul. All right. So technical foul in basketball. You don't want to grit your teeth and squint your eyes and break your two or four fingers when you're given a technical foul. It's just a simple blow the whistle, make a T with your hand, and go report it. You share with your crew what the player or coach did. That way another crew member could share that information, why the technical foul um, was awarded to the individual. Again, we, we try to stop it with the stop sign. Then we calmly gave a technical foul. Now that coach and player knows if I continue this behavior, I'm at risk of ejecting myself with a second technical foul. Baseball, softball, we have the, the opportunity to restrict to the dugout. So the, the coaches are able to uh, come out on the field, coach in the coach's box, and if they lose that right because of their unsporting behavior, coach, you're restricted to the dugout. They're not removed from the game yet. You, 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 you are just letting the coach know that behavior that you are showing in this sporting event is not the expected behavior. If you continue, you're at risk of ejecting yourself. Um, the, what we have in football is a sideline warning. We, again, communicate with the coach. Coach isn't working with us very well, and they're in the team box arguing. It was not going to take two to argue. Now we're just going to throw the flag, give a sideline warning. All right. It, it is amazing the power of the sideline warning most of the times, not just for that sideline, but when one sideline gets a warning, the other sideline will be like, ooh, we got to back up. Ooh, this crew is not going to allow players or coaches or assistant coaches to yell at them and argue with them. After a sideline warning, make sure you communicate why they got the sideline warning and give a solution of what they could do to prevent the next step of um, sideline decorum and interaction with you and the crew. So responding um, is very, very important. Not only who we respond to, how we respond to them, but when we respond to them, um, because the sooner we respond, the more respect we'll get from those who we respond, more credibility, and the less buildup of frustration um, we'll have as sports officials. The next part of this podcast, we're going to talk about um, different personalities 
of all individuals that we're going to come in contact with when it comes to uh, communication and the potential of arguing. Um, we have the chipper, all right? The, the person who's a chipper who will make comments and statements and they're not quote-unquote talking to you, um, but the comments and statements are really directed to you, right? And what they're really trying to do is get underneath your skin. They're trying to get a reaction out of you um, and a, an unprofessional reaction out of you. And because if they get an unprofessional reaction out of you, they might not have to work with you in the future. I, I call it, they might be trying to get you fired. Don't let them. All right, so how do you uh, work with the chipper? Hey, coach, hey, player, if you have a question, just please ask me. I will answer any legitimate question. And then the usual, I'm not talking to you. Okay, can you make sure I know who you are talking to so I don't misinterpret um, your statements and comments. All right, so uh, don't let that chipper get underneath your skin. Let them know. Coach, if you have a question, player, you have a, you have a question, all you got to do is ask me. Or talk directly to your teammate, and I won't even pay attention to that comment or question because I know you're talking um, to your teammate or player. The next one is the intimidator. When, when I go out and watch sporting events uh, that I supervise, Veteran coaches will intimidate new officials, and they don't intimidate new officials to be unsporting. They don't intimidate new officials um, to get you fired. What they're using the intimidation factor is to gain an advantage in that game. You're a new official. They, they need to learn your threshold of communication. They need to learn, all right, can I get into this official's head? Because if I'm yelling, screaming, using location, using rate of voice, can I get in that official's head of, man, I'm going to get a call for this coach just so they stop treating me like this. And it's amazing how many times it works. So sports officials, if you have the intimidator, you do not have to be fearful of that coach. That coach does not have anything over you to decide your next assignment. Most of the times we already have our assignments the whole season. However, understand they're trying to get the next call. They're trying to figure out how much are you going to take before you enforce a warning, All right, They're feeling you out as a new official. Um, so look them in the eye, give them the information, be firm, be clear, but do not be cocky and arrogant, right? Let that coach know you know what you're doing. Uh, that's how you work with the intimidator. You let them know, yep, they're trying to see what my line is. They met my line. Coach, this is what I have. This is the rule. This is the mechanic. And you connect it to a rule mechanic. Now you have that coach who's trying to intimidate you, that coach now who trusts you. Clasher. I, I, I call this the brother-sister uh, personality. They love each other. We know we need both each other for things to go, um, but they just always want to clash. Sometimes a coach and official will never like each other. It, for whatever reason, the first impression was so bad. The, the one call in their careers together 
had such an impact on a game in the brain. There's no reconciliation whatsoever. Um, the best way to deal with the clasher, again, you're not going to change your perspective of you or your crew. Just kill them with kindness. Stay professional. Stay calm. Give them the utmost respect like you would give any other coach and kill them with kindness. Thank yous and your welcomes will go far away with the clasher. Because as you are professional with that clasher, people are going to hear those conversations, communications. And the other people associated with that clasher might even help convince that clasher. Coach or teammate, what's your issue with that sports official? They're doing nothing but being nice to you, and you keep on going at them. Just what, what's going on? Um, and that could probably end that clash uh, between the sports official and that individual. The best type of personality, the legitimate arguer. Uh, if I have a person that I've officiated for, I don't know, we'll say five, 10 years, whether that be a coach or a player from junior high, high school, now I uh, see them in college, um, and I have zero issues with this player, and I know they're a good teammate. I know they're courteous to other sports officials. I've seen them play the past five or 10 years. Now, all of a sudden, they're arguing with me in that game. All right, there's a legitimate thing going on here. Um, I need to um, listen and process what is going on in this game that's having this person react this way because they haven't tried to get in an argument, argument with me before, um, and I'm not going to let them get in an argument with me today. So let's find out um, what's going on here. Best way to do this is coach, player. This is what I have from my angle of where I was standing. What did you see? What did you experience? Let me know your perspective. And then if they give you a perspective and you're like, man, I might have missed that call. You just let them know. If I missed it, I didn't miss it with my heart. And let me explain that a little bit. As a sports official, a lot of people think we miss calls on purpose. We want one player to stay in the game. We want one team to win. We want this player to get a record. Um, I'm getting back at a coach because of their behavior in the first quarter. That is not the case. We know that, but that's the perception. So let them know you're human. If I missed it, I didn't miss it with my heart, as in I did not do it on purpose. Um, it's okay to have that communication with those players and coaches. Or you could say, I might have missed that call. I'm going to do everything I can to not miss a similar call in the future in the game. Process. Were my feet in the wrong location? Were my eyes in the wrong location? Was I even looking at the right spot? Um, so if you have a legitimate arguer, listen um, and have that conversation. Get their perspective with the legitimate arguer. You don't have to get everybody's perspective, but when it's legitimate, um, definitely give, give their perspective. We're going to sum up... Um, this podcast of taking, it takes two to argue, sports officials, uh, please do not be one of them, with 10 tips. Tip number one, when listening, listen first without interrupting the person that is giving you information. Look them in the eye, 
take in the information, start processing, how am I going to respond to the information? Listening is, is a very, very, very um, powerful tool. Number two, when responding, include words that showed you listen. All right, so if I'm have a coach coming up to me, number 78 is holding every single play, Sean. Pause. Coach, I'm going to watch number 78, the next three plays, and I'm going to provide you information of, of how I see them blocking. All right, I just used the word number 78. Holding, blocking, okay? I am paying attention to that conversation. On judgments, there's no debates. Just give the individual, the party involved, the information you have. Again, it's, it's not I'm right, you're wrong, all right? That has to be a block, not a charge, Sean. Coach, I have legal guardian position, contact in the torso. No debate. Move on to the next play. Number four, stay on t- topic and the subject at hand. Do not bring up anything previous that happened. Coach, the question is for this travel. I have the right foot as a pivot foot, and it was lifted before the dribble started. Stay on that topic, not the 10 travel calls or no calls we had um, last year. Number five, show confidence, not arrogance. This is the approachableness. People, uh, coaches will always say they're not approachable. What do you mean I'm not approachable? I listened to everything he said, but it's how you listened. All right, be confident, eye contact, body language, stand tall. You don't have to have your chest out. Just stand tall and and listen. Number six, if you're angry and you feel like you're angry, walk away. This is where, Coach, I'm going to work this next play and I'm going to get back to you. Take a deep breath. My best story of doing this was, was a college football game, and I was so angry, I threw the flag. And that's how I chose to get away. I threw the flag high into the air. Um, I went to my referee, and my referee saw the anger in my eyes, and he goes, Sean, what's wrong? I said, I can't take it anymore. I, 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 need, a, I need a break. Um, he goes, all right, so what do you need a break from? <laughs> and I said, coaches and players continually challenging our calls. He goes, all right, let's just go sideline warning, go back to the head coach, let him know it's a sideline warning, and let him know the expectation of communications between you and him. And it was just that 15 seconds of getting away, taking a deep breath, and my referee giving me guidance of going back to that coach and say, coach, it's just a sideline warning. Um, Can you help me? If there's concerns from players and assistant coaches, could they have them go through you? I'm going to listen to you all day long. And you want to know what? We had no issues at that sideline the rest of the game. Number seven, share potential solutions. All right, so I I gave that football example. Now I'm going to give the basketball example. Coach, if you continue to be out of your coaching box or team area, you're at risk of giving yourself a technical foul. When you are in your team area and coaching box, I'm going to be able to listen to you easier. So now I found a solution. Don't come out of your box yelling and complaining. When you're in your box, ask us a question. We're, we're there for you. Um, so make it a solution 
for the behavior that you're trying to uh, fix and prevent that argument. Number eight, no threats or ultimatums. Give choices. All right, so coach, you say one more word and you're given a technical foul. I love you, Sean. Wow, they just said four more words. I hope you don't give a technical file for those words, okay? Um, no threats, no ultimatums. It's the warning. Coach, player, if you continue this behavior, explain the behavior, you're at risk of getting this. Um, so it's not even officials um, giving the penalty. It's the players and coaches making that choice. Number nine, you will not please everyone. Understand that. Um, you know, you're in an awesome sporting event. Half the crowd is going to boo. Half the crowd is going to cheer. Um, embrace that. Don't take it personal. Um, when we don't take it personal, we're not going to get involved in the argument. But we'll be part of the story and be able to share the story. And number 10, as we always say here on Time Out with PSOA, sports officials, you're only as good as your last call. If you think you missed it or if you know you got it right, doesn't matter. Forget about it. Move on to the next play. Be great on the very next play. Right, so you're only as good as your last call. I'm going to try to wrap it up here in another minute. But these are actual statements said in sporting events. And hopefully it gets a couple chuckles. And hopefully it prevents some of these statements. So you're not the one causing the argument. So this is what the coach said. You've got to call that. It's unbelievable that you wouldn't call that. Officials, do not say this. If you're going to complain about my lousy officiating, I'm going to complain about your lousy coaching. There goes the argument. All right. Instead, you cannot quote silence. So that could be the stop sign. That could be your sideline warning. That could be your bench decorum warning. Or, coach... If you have a question, I'll be glad to provide you with an answer. Okay, again, takes two to argue. Don't be one of the two to start it. Coach, the fouls are uneven. So coach is telling sports officials the fouls are uneven. Don't say this as a sports official. Don't worry, coach. We'll get it evened up. Again, how do you think they're going to interpret that? Man, those next five calls... And now the fouls are 5-5. Five, five. Wow, that official is biased. They made sure it was even. Um, we're going to keep it safe and fair, not even. But you can say this. If the same play happens for either team, we will call it, Coach. I called it for you. I'm going to call it for them as well, Coach. I'm going to um, have similar behaviors, have similar results. Um, the last one. Player saying to an official, you suck. Any personal comment directed towards an official, do not say this, so do you. There goes the argument. All right, don't be part of that argument. If anybody makes a direct personal statement to you as an individual, you cannot quote silence. You just immediately go to the rule book and penalize. Yellow card, maybe red card, technical foul, unsportsmanlike conduct foul. We always have a penalty we can enf enforce by a rule book. Um, so do not be 
one of those causing the argument, continuing the argument, and extending the argument. Takes two to argue. Don't be one of them, sports officials. Thank you for taking time out today uh, with PSOA. Make sure you visit our YouTube channel. Um, In the upcoming weeks, we have a lot of information coming from previous meeting and reels. Um, As the fall season starts, we're going to find softball plays. We're going to find football plays. We're going to put 30 to 60 second clips up there and explain what the call is and why it is. Sports officials, until the next time out with PSOA, you're only as good as your last call. A Heard at Sports Network production.